Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Total Wine has thousands of wines to savor and pairings for every flavor. Spirits line the shelves. Gifts are easy with helpful elves. A wonderland to explore. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. All right, Raider Nation. He is an accomplished author, an aviator, an astronaut, and of course, a huge Raiders fan. We are honored to welcome in Jose Hernandez to Raiders Fan Radio. Welcome, Jose. Thank you, Murphy. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, the invitation. Absolutely. This is something that we've been looking forward to for quite a while. Uh, we first were drawn to your story by reading about it on Raiders.com about how you took a, uh, a Raiders flag into space and, and a fluid inside the International Space Station, uh, which is such a really cool story. But before we get to that, for those that are unfamiliar with your story from where you started to that point, tell us a little bit about your background. In your book, it's a, it's a great read. There's a lot of stories of perseverance, faith, hard work. Tell a little bit about yourself. Tell Raider Nation uh, a little about you. Sure, Murph. Uh, well, first of all, uh, again, thank you for the invitation uh, to be here on uh, Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, and, and yeah, my, my story is, uh, I like to look at it as uh, a true American story. Because I'm first generation American here. Uh, my parents are from Mexico. And, um, and when I grew up, I grew up here in the Central Valley of California, uh, working, uh, my family was a uh, migrant farm working family where we basically, uh, traveled up and down California nine months out of the year, following the harvest, starting in the, in Southern California, ending up, up here in Northern California. And then uh, we would go back to my parents' hometown, Mexico. Only reason why I was born here was because I was born during the harvest months. I have brothers and sisters <laughs> born in Mexico because they were born during the winter. But uh, anyway, as as the uh, as we grew up, uh, my parents decided to stay in one place so we can get a good education. And uh, Stockton was chosen our last stop uh, to be uh, where we would end up staying ultimately. And uh, that's when our education started to get traction and. Um, you know, when I was 10 years old, I had the uh, fortune of being able to watch the very last Apollo mission, uh, and that was 1972, uh, watching Gene Cernan walk on the moon. And I tell you, you can picture a 10-year-old boy watching a black-and-white TV holding on 
to a rabbit ear antenna to improve reception, that was me. And I just got hooked on it, Murph, and I said, that's what I want to be. I want to be an astronaut. And uh, the rest, as you can as you can say, uh, is history because, uh, you know, I started working my butt off and knew I had to go to college, knew I had to go to graduate school, uh, knew I had to get a job related to the aerospace industry. And then I just kept trying and trying. And, um, and you know, myself, just like the Raiders, uh, we persevere. Uh, you know, we don't let, uh, you know, failure is not an option and, uh, and we just want to win, baby. And I, I got, I just got, uh, rejected 11 straight times. It wasn't until the 12th time that I finally got selected. And so, uh, so I think the Raiders and I can relate a lot. In your book, your book is fantastic, by the way. And Raider Nation, if you get a chance, check it out. It's called Reaching for the Stars. It's available on Amazon. And the, the idea of that, of that perseverance and that hard work and that, that long-term success, I think it's neat the way that you kind of paralleled it to your dad's journey early on when he was a young man. I think it sets up the rest of the story really, really, really well. And I want to ask you about, you know, you, you really did above and beyond, it seems, uh, to earn your way onto obviously working at NASA and becoming a, a an engineer there and, and, and earning your way onto, what do you call it, the roster, yeah, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Being part, being selected as part of a astronaut class, huh? Thank you, thank you. Yes, and so you make it up all the way to that point, and then the day of your launch, the day you're having the realization of your dream, they call off the mission, like literally seconds before you're supposed to take off. How did how did that feel when you you feel like you were so close to realizing your dream, and then just all of a sudden it got kind of got put on hold, and it kind of puts you in a holding. Point. Well, yeah, the unfortunate part was that it was bad weather, and you've got lightning within a 25 mile radius of a launch. Uh, you know, you scrub the mission, and like you said, if you, you if you could imagine, um, there's a crew of seven of us, we were all dressed up in our uh, flight suits and um, helmets strapped into the, uh, to the shuttle. And, uh, you know, we reached a nine minute hold. And uh, at that point is when they decided to scrub the mission. So we were within minutes of launching and they said, well, ain't, it's not going to happen today, guys. And so you got to get out of there again, undress, and uh, you got to do the whole thing again. Over. But you know what? Uh, you know, I waited uh, 12 years for uh, to get selected, and it was another five years on the training side to to uh, be part of the mission. So, you know, I had waited a total of 17 years um, uh, since I started applying. And if you look at it, it was actually about 35 years since I started uh, since I started uh, since that dream was conceived as a 10 year old. So I figured. Yeah, I could wait another couple of days. <laughs> Wasn't a big deal for me. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your your Raider fandom. Tell us about where that came from. Obviously, you grew up in the Central Valley of California, so you're close proximity to to Oakland, to the Coliseum, and to the Raiders. So, tell us a little bit about where your Oakland Raider fandom was formed and and how that's been a part of your. Well, life. you know, ever since I was a kid, again, you know, about that age, as also I remember the Raiders when uh, you know it was in the days of uh, Kenny Stabler, the Snake. And, uh, and I was always a Raider fan. And then, uh, Jim Plunkett, uh, also, uh, made a big impression on me. And, uh, and, and so I've always, always been a Raider through the bad times and through the good times. I'm not a bandwagon kind of guy. You know, we're two and all right now. So it may seem like I'm a bandwagon kind of guy, but I'm, I, I, I trust me, I'm not. I've always rooted for the Raiders. And, uh, and, and so that has always, always been my team. 
Well, when you took that Raider flag into space, it was in 2009, and that was kind of right in the middle of our of our downturn. Yeah. So, no, I don't think anybody would accuse you of being bandwagon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was a funny story there. If you if you don't mind, I'll tell you that story. About please, how, no, please. How, how it happened. Um, you know, when you train for an astronaut, you get selected and you train for two years. Uh, you're basically an astronaut candidate, so you got to learn how to fly jets. You got to learn how to work on the space shuttle, on the International Space Station. So you train for two years, and once you train, you take your written exams, oral exams, you do flight simulations. You got to pass all that. Then you're eligible for flight assignment. But while you're waiting for your turn, you take on a technical assignment, and my technical assignment was called astronaut support personnel. And what astronaut support personnel do is they go about two weeks before a launch to uh, Kennedy Space Center, and we prep the inside of the vehicle. You know, all the instrumentation you calibrate, communication systems, get everything ready, the flight deck ready for the crew to, to get in. And the last thing I do is I strap them into their seats, and unfortunately my face is the last one they see before we close the hatch, and then they blast off into space. <laughs> Uh, when they come back home, my face is the first one they see because we open up the hatch and we uh, unbuckle them and get them out of there as soon as possible. And so um, I did about two or three years of that, and then I got assigned to my own mission. Uh, and so I leave my technical field and I start training for two years for a 14-day mission to the International Space Station aboard Space Shuttle Discovery, and the day comes for launch, Right. Well, when the day comes for lunch, you're only allowed to take about 10 things, and they can't weigh much, and they have to be smaller than kind of like a little uh, earring box kind of thing. So you're very limited what you can take as a as as what you take. And what I took obviously were were mine and my wife's uh, wedding rings, uh, some. Uh, some some crucifix for my kids and stuff like that so we can say hey they were flown in space kind of thing right and um yeah. but then i said hey i want to take something that's meaningful to me as well and i said i want to take the raider flag with me you know wouldn't it be cool for me to be floating up in space holding the flag i just figured that would be a cool picture i said no one can accuse me of not being a raider fan man um and so, but the dilemma is, how am I going to get it? Because I already reached my maximum 10 items and it doesn't fit in the thing. So because I was working as part of the astronaut support personnel, I already knew the guys that we work with to get the vehicle ready. And uh, so we kind of did a contraband thing. You know, I told my guys that I used to work with, I said, hey, guys, I got this problem. I said, I, I want to fly this flag. I don't have room for it. How can we do that? He's, and they said, you know what? Put it in a big envelope in um, in front of your room the night before launch, and we'll make sure it gets in your saddlebag on your side bag where all your manuals are. I said, okay, I'll do that. And so I did that, and lo and behold, when I was up in space, I looked in my saddlebag, and there was that envelope, pulled out the flag, and uh, got my hero shot. You know, with the uh, International Space Station on the background, Earth, and then holding the flag there, and uh, and and so uh, that's how we flew the flag. And so, oh. as soon as I got back, as soon as I got back, I then um, I then sent an email to the Raider Organization Public Affairs Office, and I sent a, a copy of the picture, and I said, "Hey." I would love to donate this flag to the Raider organization. I just got back from space. I want to give it to you guys. And I hit return. I get you not about 25 seconds later, the phone rings. 
and uh, and it's uh, someone from the radio organization that say, yes, we would love to have the flag. We want to invite you over for a game, and you can present it and all this and all that. And I said, well, wait, first we I got to make sure it's okay with the lawyers at NASA and all that because you know we can't take free stuff unless it's something that makes sense and the lawyers have to sign off on it. So uh, being NASA and all. So then I contacted the lawyers. They said, hey, this is great. This is good publicity for NASA. Go ahead and do it. And so uh, so they flew me over. And coincidentally, it was a Jets game, uh, the, the, the team we just played yesterday. I mean, uh, this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the team we just played this weekend, which we beat, I think we beat in 45 to 20. It was a good game. I know I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yes, but uh, but I remember, I remember um, we flew over there. And, you know, they flew me there. And before the game was going to start, uh, I was to go in the 50-yard line, and I had the flag. I mounted it in a nice uh, frame and said this flag flew 214 times around the world, 5.4 million miles given uh, by the crew of STS-128, uh, specifically astronaut Jose Hernandez, to Raider organization. And I was supposed to give it to uh, Al Davis, but Al Davis was uh, feeling a little under the weather so I think I gave it to Jim Otto, uh, is the one who I gave it to in the, in the 50 yard. But if you could imagine, um, they had the picture of the flag that I, uh, that I had sent to them and they put it on the big jumbotron as I presented the frame to the, to the, to Jim Otto and the crowd just went crazy. They couldn't believe it because oh, there I was in my blue flight suit handing the, uh, the flag over to Jim Otto Raider organization and, the picture was up on the jumbotron. It was a great, great. And then they, of course, took me up to the skybox where their owners at and all that. And uh, and of course, I think we lost something like about forty-five to three. <laughs> I think that was the game where the Jets were eating hot dogs on the yes, sideline. Yes, it, it right. was. We got our butts kicked. I think uh, Jim Model was so embarrassed. He said, "We should have brought you to another game, <laughs> you know, an easier game." But but you know, <laughs> but we stunk that year, right? So, yeah, so I understood it. I understood it. But uh, but but uh, and that's the story. I mean, that's the story of the flag. So it's somewhere. I'm hoping it's somewhere within the Raider organization in the office, the business office over there, hung hung up uh, with my picture there. So that is a well, that's a fantastic story. And uh, the the picture is great, as you mentioned. The you know you see the space station, the background, the flags just floating there in front of you is. How does that happen? I'm curious about that. Like, you know, it's not like snapping a selfie in front of a stadium, right? Like, there's got to be a lot to to be able to orchestrate that to take that picture. Is there is there a lot more that goes into it than maybe what we realize? Not really, not really. We, um, you know, one of the things, one of the courses we take, we learn how to be good photographers. Uh, so we take photography lessons, and uh, and we have the cameras, and so we're always constantly taking pictures of the experiments we're doing. Uh, we're doing Earth observation, taking pictures out of the outside. Uh, so taking pictures, I mean, that was kind of like a, I wanted to do it before my commander saw it. So I did it real quickly. I said, I unfolded it, took it out, and asked my buddy quickly, take the picture before the commander comes. Get, I'll get myself in trouble. And so I, we took the picture, I folded it back up and put it back in my saddlebag and uh, didn't take it out again. <laughs> Uh, that, that, in true Raider fashion. That is fantastic. Exactly. Contraband. That is exactly. fantastic. 
Jose, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of things. Is that one? I know that you work a lot with uh, you have you have a foundation, of course, uh, and then also the, you're working a lot with the relief efforts that have been going on as a as a former NASA, uh, obviously employee and engineer and astronaut. You have a lot of connections to the to the city of Houston and to the state of Florida, and also to Mexico, where the you know obviously they're dealing with the aftermath of the of the earthquake and the devastation that that has brought. Tell us a little bit about some of the the ways that Raider Nation can get involved? How can we help? How can we c- contribute? Uh, what are some some things, uh, some folks that you're working with that uh, you could point us towards? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as, as you pointed out, Murph, you know, Hurricanes Harvey and Irma, uh, respectively, in, in Houston and uh, in Texas and Florida, wreaked havoc, and most recently, Maria in Puerto Rico. And, uh, and, then, and then, of course, uh, you know, a few days ago, the earthquake in Mexico City. I mean, we've had a uh, our shares of disasters here in the uh, in, in, in the um, uh, in North America, and and uh, you know as a result of that, I have a foundation. My foundation is dedicated to here in the Central Valley is dedicated to uh, doing STEM outreach, science, technology, engineering, and math. And so we reach out to the kids, uh, you know, much like uh, how football players reach out to kids uh, about sports and aspiring to be a football players. I do the same thing, but I do it on the science side, and I want them to aspire to be astronauts, scientists, uh, mathematicians, and that sort of thing. So we we have this foundation, great foundation, 18-member volunteer board that raises funds, and we have programs out here in the Central Valley to get these kids interested, including summer programs at University of Pacific here in Stockton, California. But um, – but because of these events, recent events, uh, you know, we felt we need to do something else and expand it a little bit. So uh, we have a uh, in my website astrojh.org. Um, you know, we we have a button there to uh, where you can give specifically. I think it takes you to a GoFundMe page that specifically uh, is for for the hurricane victims and the earthquake victims. Uh, I travel a lot to Mexico City. And, uh, and I travel a lot to Houston as well. I teamed up with Mattress Mac from Houston where any money I give him, he's going to match it and give gift certificates where uh, they would buy um, uh, mattresses and furniture that's needed as a result of flood damage to the people that need it. And so we're raising funds for that. Uh, I started off the funds with giving $1,000 of my own. And, uh, and so we're looking at growing it. We just came out with it a little late. We keep coming out with it, but I think uh, better late than never in terms of uh, raising funds and helping people that, that truly need it uh, because of these uh, natural disasters. Well, that's awesome. I think it's, it's uh, admirable what, not only what you're doing, but it's been, um, I think it's been a nice thing to witness the way that people have reacted to this and yes. the way that the, the fundraising has gone on, whether that be the, obviously JJ Watt, the football. Yeah, he's done a good job. Yeah, absolutely. JJ Watt's been great. Uh, and he came out with it early on. Kudos to him for coming out real early and got it done. And, uh, you know, he's raised millions. So, um, I hats off to him. So before we let you go, Jose, I do want to ask you about, uh, we always ask our guests to give a message to Raider Nation. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, a little bit of strife within the fan community, you know, with the, obviously with the pending move, with the Raiders moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm, I'm from San Jose, California. You're from the Central Valley. My, my co-host, Sonny, he's from, from San Jose as well. And, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, the Raiders were part of our life growing up and it is a part of the life for so many. And, and now they're, they're leaving. And so what, what, what would you say to the Raider fan base out there? Hey, once you're part of the Raider Nation, you're always part of the Raider Nation. Remember, they left us to go to L.A., 
and uh, and they came back. Uh, we survived that. I still rooted for the Raiders when they were in L.A. Uh, you guys got to look at the uh, the glass being half full, not half empty, guys. I mean, they're moving to Vegas. I mean, what better excuse do you have to spend a weekend in Vegas? Is you catch a Raider game, <laughs> you catch, uh, you have your wife catch some shows, and you do a little gambling. I mean, it's great. I think it's going to be a great, I, especially for us, you know, the type of Raider fans that we are. I think it's going to be a win-win situation for everybody. So, so, uh, so look at the glasses half full, not half empty, guys. Uh, we'll be we'll be traveling to Vegas more often. That's awesome. We, you know, I, I think we agree with you wholeheartedly. What or what better place, right? Exactly. To go and enjoy a football game, in the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah, if they have to move somewhere. Hey, Vegas is the best place they can move to. Well, good deal. Well, again, thank you so much, Jose, for joining us here on Raiders Fan Radio. I can't tell you how, how appreciative we are of your of your time and your story. Again, is is inspiring. It's a great read, Raider Nation. Uh, I encourage you to to, to check out uh, Jose's foundation. Look at uh, astrojh.org. Please direct everything back back to there. And uh, again, yeah, thank you, Jose. We we really do appreciate you joining us. Yeah, and if they're interested in reading my whole story, like you said, Murph. The book is on Amazon. It's called Reaching for the Stars, and yours truly, Jose Hernandez, is the author. And uh, you know, it, it gives the, my whole story there, including a recipe of uh, of reaching your goals. There's a simple five ingredient recipe that uh, that that will help you uh, you know reach whatever goal you want to reach. Fantastic. Would well, you want to leave us with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The it's a very simple. It's the same recipe my dad gave me. When, uh, when, when I wanted to be an astronaut, uh, he sat me down on the, on the kitchen table and said, you want to be an astronaut? He said, uh, you got to follow these five steps. Just define what you want to be when you grow up. Recognize how far you are from that goal. Draw yourself a roadmap so you know how to get there. Prepare and go to school because you got to uh, go to the university for what you want to do. And then he says, that same work ethic you put out picking cucumbers and tomatoes in the summers, he pointed to my books on the kitchen table and said, you put it here. He said, mix that up, and that's the recipe to succeed. Five ingredients. I add the sixth one, which is perseverance, which is what me and the Raiders have, and that is never, ever, ever give up on yourselves. Uh, and because NASA rejected me 11 times, it wasn't until the 12th try that I finally got selected. So there you go, six ingredients uh, to succeed. Awesome, Jose. Well, thank you again. Appreciate your time today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you very much, Murph. I really appreciate it. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Total Wine has thousands of wines to savor and pairings for every flavor. Spirits line the shelves. Gifts are easy with helpful elves. A wonderland to explore. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough. Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.